It's the second half of Main Street Sports today on this Thursday. Coming up, we'll be joined by the ESPN SEC Network's Ryan McGee. Talk a little Daytona. Probably a little college football conversation as well. You ever know what you get into with Ryan McGee. Stay tuned for that and much more. Second half underway. Back to the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer and Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton. Here is the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. It is Thursday. Yep. Thought we had a lot going on tonight. Then we didn't. That, does that mess up our plans tomorrow? <laughs> I mean. Oh, well, it's certainly something we need to talk about. <laughs> golly. Not, not now, but well, here's, here's before tomorrow, you, ideally. If you got nothing better to do, sit on the couch tonight, watch Belmont play, watch Austin P play, take on Murray State at 6 o'clock. Tennessee, Alabama women play tonight, and Coleman Coliseum has not been kind to the Lady Vols in recent years. Now, this Alabama team, probably not as good as the last couple, but they've not been great uh, ever. I don't know the last time Alabama Alabama basketball was good enough to that you think they're going to beat Tennessee. Uh, the last time Alabama was good enough that you thought they were going to beat Tennessee, Rick Moody was the coach. There you go. So, so yeah. I, I mean, but the way this Tennessee team's playing, who knows? It's kind of been ebb and flow. It really has. And, you know, we um, – We've got Michelle Vopel with ESPN joining us tomorrow to talk about Tennessee going into that Sunday game against South Carolina. It would be unfortunate and, if they lost this one. <laughs> well, but um, this – in the last couple of times we've talked about trap games on this show, they've played out that way. So, we don't want to get too much into that. But, yeah um, – this is this will be a challenge for UT to try to stay sharp ahead of, you know, facing Dawn Staley and the the Gamecocks. Yep, absolutely. I am. I mean, it's probably something that I'm. I'll probably tune, turn on at some point just to you know check out the Lady Vols. No doubt. What time is that game? Six o'clock. Oh. Also on the plus. I'll so. probably miss it. But anyway. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans and some comments made from a longtime NFL uh, defensive player, Solomon Wilcuts. Yeah. Um, apparently, he either made – I don't know if he made these remarks on a show on Sirius no, XM I, or I, if he made these remarks to – um, Jim Wyatt. Oh, so he spoke to Jim Wyatt on Radio Row. Correct. Um, okay. All right, leading up to the Super Bowl. Um, TitansOnline.com senior writer slash editor Jim Wyatt has an article up on the website today. Um, headline, NFL analyst Solomon Wilcott's Titans need to get better around QB Ryan Tannehill. Quote, don't worry about Ryan Tannehill getting better. Uh, don't worry about getting Ryan Tannehill better. Sorry. Worry about getting better around Ryan Tannehill. I certainly think there are some positions where the Titans could improve tied in most specifically. I think um, 
Wide receiver, once you get paid, I, I think you need a third. Wide behind. receiver three specifically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you need a wide receiver three. But, but yeah, because you don't have what the, what you don't have is a safety option. That's what you do not have with Ryan Tannehill in this offense right now is a safety option. There's not a guy that you can go to on third and short that you know is going to get you four or five yards after you've made your first two reads. So I initially saw this on Jim's Facebook page. And I'm going to read you my response. I think it's interesting that Wilcots basically says, let let me... let me preface this. Um, I'm trying to find the phrase that I referred to. Sorry. Oh, here we go. Nobody. It's a collective process. Special teams, offense, defense. No team, particularly a Mike Vrabel team, is going to say, I'm going to win because my quarterback is better than yours. He is not even wired to play football that way. That is a fan's way of building a team. That is a fan's way of saying, this is how I want to play. Real football people, and Mike Vrabel is real football people, he is not trying to build that kind of team. So I think we should allow him to continue doing what he is doing because he is going to win. Okay. I think it's interesting that Wilcott basically says that real football, question mark, isn't about the quarterback but about the people around him offensively. No doubt the Titans can stand to get better at offensive positions besides quarterback, but just in Sunday's game you saw two guys that elevate the play of those around them, and they're not the only ones in the league. Now, what's easier, improving at QB either with the existing one or with another one? or improving around the QB. For the Titans, it may be the latter, but not on the basis of Wilcott's stance. I think it's obvious that the best teams in the National Football League have great quarterbacks. Period. Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Who's the fourth one? Well, it's it's not Jimmy G. No, but uh, but, but I, I mean, mean it's probably Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. The best teams in the NFL have great quarterbacks. Tannehill is not a great quarterback, but he's good enough. He's good enough with the right people with around right him. People. But those guys don't necessarily. I mean, there's nothing as you came into the season. There was nothing that stood out about that receiver core in Green Bay. Outside of Devontae Adams, no. Yeah. I mean, Devontae is great. Yeah. But outside of that, nothing. Now, the Rams have but two of the – they had. One, they didn't start the year with one of those guys. But so. they, had, they had one guy who was iffy. Cooper Cup wasn't some absolute got-to-have receiver. Right. And he had the best season in the history of an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, Ryan Tannehill is capable, but he's got to have four options. Four. And we have one and a half. So, that's a problem. Jonu Smith, losing him was a huge loss. And I think John U would tell you 
He should have stayed. It was a huge loss for him, too. Yeah, right. So, anyway. Interesting. It, it certainly is. Let's talk to Ryan McGee and get into the Daytona 500, who, for the first time ever, has a black president of the race. It's interesting. I just saw an article today and thought that was unique. So, anyway, we'll talk to Ryan McGee of ESPN on the other side. Stick around on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It is Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton and J.P. Plant on the controls. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here. Make sure to follow us at ms underscore sports today on Twitter. Show is archived. Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, your distribution platform of choice. By searching Main Street Sports today, you can find the first half, the second half, and each special guest cut out just for you. Including this one. Special guests such as the one we currently have on the line. He is a senior writer for ESPN.com and... Did you know he penned the uh, script for the documentary film, Dale? Thought that was pretty cool. And, Multi-talented. Uh, 
Yeah, apparently has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> Ryan McGee. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I think I, I think I've told you guys before. When people say that to me with Marty and McGee, they're like, "You're the other guy in Wham." I'm like, the "Other guy in Wham married the best looking girl in Anorama and lived in a castle." So, other guy in Wham had pretty good life. Hey. So it's uh, that's not a bad gig. I'll take it. And and here's the best part is you don't have to deal with people recognizing you everywhere you go. <laughs> you can actually still go to the 100%. grocery store. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. When you when you don't when I when you don't have that haircut that Marty has, right? it's a lot easier to just uh, yeah run over to the to the Bucky's and, and not get recognized. But if you <laughs> if you walk in looking like Jimmy Neutron, everybody realizes it's just Marty. You know, Ryan, you you bring up Bucky's, man, and I was, I was Ryan's hair as big as Bucky's. Yeah, I was coming back from Atlanta um, first weekend in October, and there's a new Bucky's in Leeds. No, it's oh. it's in Adairsville or something oh, that's like right. that. Yeah, on seventy five. And I think you the first time you go to Bucky's, I think you almost have to go with someone who's been before because man, I was overwhelmed. I, yeah, no, I couldn't handle it. In fact, it's funny. I, I joke, but I, I literally I just drove past the Bucky's that is a brand new one near Daytona, and I, my family and I went to Disney last summer right before football started. And they're like, hey, we need to go to Bucky's. And so we went, and I remember my daughter looked at me, and she goes, I can't handle this. We have to leave. No. I'm, like, I'm with you. I'm like, nope, find me a quick trip. I, I can't. I can't handle it. But, uh, but, I, but yes, I'm with you. But now that, I, now that I've been, I feel like I can handle it. But I was not equipped last August. Man, I needed a tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. They're, they're selling furniture. I'm like, I'm like where do I get, like, a soda? Yeah. But, it, it, but you know, I, don't, I don't need a smoker today. I need... I need some cookies. Yeah, uh, that's that's what happened to us. We were we were going to the Winter Classic in Dallas, and we we stopped on the way there. And and my wife is the snacker of all snackers, but she couldn't find snacks, so she found no, no. all the snacks. no no. She found all the snacks. She found she, every snack, and yeah. that was the problem. We spent yeah. like sixty bucks on <laughs> snacks, and I'm yeah. like, and we didn't even buy a t-shirt and some home decor, so. <laughs> <laughs> and underwear. They got underwear. Okay, I went to I remember Some we, DVDs. Went, we went to the we, yeah, we went to the swimming pool at Disney at our hotel and here came this woman with the Bucky's bikini on. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean maybe that maybe that's that her husband's thing, but it was not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so they got a dressing room on top of everything else then, huh? Oh good lord. Yeah, it was I was like, all right, but yeah, but anyhow point is I am I am in Florida. I'm in, in Daytona, and I all no all due respect to the Bucky's cult. I drove right past it because I can't I, I can't process it. <laughs> well, I feel better. Yeah, that that, that makes me yeah. feel better to know that Ryan McGee was overwhelmed by Bucky's as well. I thought it yeah. was just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, Ryan, you are in Daytona. Um, we had the Super Bowl this past weekend. Now we have the Super Bowl of racing coming up. This weekend, um, different from the Iron Bowl of racing. <laughs> yeah, okay. sorry. Um, <laughs> what What are your immediate thoughts about this one? Well, it's just it's um it's going to be different, and and I I, I got a column. I mean, shameless plug. I got a column on ESPN dot com today. You know, th- th- we're finally rolling out the next gen car. They call it Generation Seven, and and this car is neat. Car has been needed for a long time. The, the, the car they just 
they just put on mothballs is basically the, the technology in it was, I mean, literally based on 1967. I mean, it was just, and, and that's cool to a point, but you know, if you're going to be relevant, you got to have a relevant car. And so this is a brand new car. The problem is, is that this pandemic supply chain that, you know, is causing your cup of coffee to be more expensive and is causing your furniture order to come in six months later than it's supposed to, that's wreaking havoc on these teams because the new model is they don't really fabricate the parts in the shop like they have in years past. Now, NASCAR has said, these are your part suppliers. And this is a kit car. This is how you put your race car together. And all that's great. And it's going to save the teams a lot of money. But the problem is, there ain't any cars. And so you guys know, particularly the last 10 years, they will wreck some race cars at Daytona 500. And so there's a lot of concern about um, not what happens here in Daytona, but what happens when they go to California and Phoenix and, and Vegas and all that over the next month. And, and so it's, it's a supply. They, they all agree that it's going to get better. And by the time they get the spring, it'll be better. But there's a lot of puckered up people right now because they're worried about not having enough cars uh, to get, you know, into the spring. Heck two weeks ago. We now, I mean, obviously they weren't yeah. high speed crashes, but there were some folks that ended up in the wall. And <laughs> some of yeah. these teams only and, had and, one and car. What, yeah, and what and what you saw was was that teams that fell out of contention in that the Bush clash out in LA, which was awesome by the way, in the Coliseum. But but the teams that fell out of contention, they got out of the way. I mean, they, they, they didn't park it, but they, they got way out of the way. And, and you're going to see that tonight, you know, the dual 150s, the qualifying racers tonight. And I don't think you're going to see a lot of craziness tonight. I think guys are going to be smart. There's only a couple of guys that can race their way in, and they might benefit from the fact that all the other teams that are already, you know, locked in are going to get out of the way. But Sunday's going to be nuts. I mean, it just is. I mean, it's a Daytona 500. That's just how it's going to go. And I think everybody is like, all right, if we're going to wreck one, Let's wreck it on Sunday in the race. Let's not wreck one in practice or in the dual race. It's interesting because you're right. Typically, these these duels races get can get crazy uh, because there's typically yeah. a pretty big payday involved. But this time around, maybe less so because again. Nobody has those one or two backup cars that they used to have just on standby. So it's certainly interesting how that's going to play into tonight, but also into Sunday. Because, like you said, if we're gonna if we're gonna wreck a car, we're gonna do it in the Daytona 500. Because it doesn't matter what we do at Michigan or at California or whatever, as far as you know the the viewership or the fan fanship. I mean, we're, we're making fans this Sunday, and that's what a lot of teams are doing. Um, this weekend, especially, you know, the newer, newer teams and, and the rookie drivers, what, uh, what is your outlook right now for some of these new guys? I mean, it certainly looked like some of the old heads like Denny Hamlin weren't necessarily, uh, on top of their game two weeks ago. Yeah. And, and I think that, and this is uh, and again, shameless plug time. This is the column on the right for tomorrow for ESPN.com, which is, you know, we've talked about the next-gen cars, but the reality is, you know, there's a next-gen group of drivers right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the last two champions are Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, and Kyle Larson's 29. 
And Chase Elliott was the youngest champion in, you know, 60 years. And all four Hendrick drivers are in their 20s. And, you know, on, on Sunday, over half the field will be drivers in their 20s. And this will be the fourth year in a row that's been the case. And you guys know, you know, when I first started coming down here 27 years ago, watching Sterling Marlin win the Daytona 500, you know, nice everybody in the plug. field was in their 40s. There you go. Columbia all the way. Nice but, spring hill but the, uh, that's, right. But, that's right. But but those guys, you know, the field back then, it was a huge deal that Jeff Gordon was in the race because he was in his 20s. And now, you're talking about 40 guys in the race on Sunday, and over half of them are in their 20s, and it's been this way for almost half a decade. So, yeah, you're right. And, you know, Denny Hamlin is getting into team ownership. And Brad Keselowski is getting into team ownership. And, and Kevin Harvick didn't win a race last year. And there's definitely a shift that's happening right now. And the old guys don't want to hear it. But, I mean, you guys know uh, Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> and, uh, and and he's he's starting to creep his way back into the garage, as happens uh, when, you know, about every 10 years when, when the guys cycle through. When, when Harvick and Kozlowski and, and all these guys, you know, Denny Hamlin, these guys kind of took over the sport, you know, they had to wait for Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace and, and you know, uh, Jeff Gordon and these guys to get out of the way. So we're just kind of, we're kind of at the top of one of those cycles right now. ESPN's Ryan McGee with us here on Main Street Sports today talking a little NASCAR, a little Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. Ryan, you mentioned the the influx of young drivers, and typically you don't see those guys get in at such a young age just because it's so hard to get rides. How has it been that that you've had this number of young drivers be able to get rides at the top level of stock car racing competition at such an early age? Well, number one, they're really good. And, and the system is a much more, I mean, we talk about Sterling Marlin. When Sterling came along, you know, you had to drive around and junk for 10 years and prove that, okay, now you, you deserve to drive for Roush. You deserve to drive, deserve, you know, deserve to drive for Rich Childers or Rick Hendrick or whoever. Now, um, and it, it's kind of the Jeff Gordon effect, which is, you know, teams are willing to take chances on younger guys, but they're also cheaper. And, you know, the, the salary-wise, uh, what those young guys are, are, are asking for is not a lot. And it's part of the reason why we've seen the Casey Canes of the world kind of move on. You know, even when they absolutely – Kane could have found other cup rides. The money wasn't there. I think it's part of the reason that Jimmy Johnson retired when he did. I think it's part of the reason that we're not going to see guys hang around into their 50s anymore because, number one, you can't make as much money as you used to. And, number two, you're going in asking for a 2010 contract, and these young guys are asking for a 2022 contract. And it's a lot cheaper. It's, it's, a, you know, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, not tens of millions of dollars. And so, listen, they're good. There's no question about it. And, and I look at the you – know, Rick Hendrick has told me, so I'm going to keep these four guys as long as they'll stay here. I want them to retire here. And they're all in their 20s. And, uh, and, and part of the reason is, obviously, they're really good. Uh, but a part of the reason, too, is, is um, you know, we're all replaceable when the young guy will take less money. No question. <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting, that, interesting that you mentioned 50-year-olds in the race – because there is a 50-year-old qualified for his first Daytona 500. 
and that is Jacques Villanueva, a Formula One yeah. champion, has qualified for the Daytona 500. How how much of an impact is he going to have? Well, he he. I don't think he's going to win a race, um, but he. The fact that he's in the field is just cool. And and what's fun is watching him get so excited. He he tried this before. You know, he tried to go stock car racing before after he was done with cart with Formula One, you know, all of that. And I told Jock last night, I said, Man, it's good to see you. I said, As long as you're out here racing, then I still feel young. You know, I begged <laughs> Jeff Gordon not to retire. Right. Jeff and I came in at the same time. I started at ESPN the week he won the inaugural Brickyard 400. And the night he retired, I pleaded with him, dude, you can't retire. Cause it's, I said, as soon as you retire, I become like old dude in the press box. <laughs> and so whenever Jacques Villeneuve and these guys, uh, stage these comebacks, I'm all for it because, uh, you know, I can tell stories about them. These young writers can't talk about them. Man, Daytona 500 is going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. Defending champion Michael McDowell, um, he's not going away easy, man. 192.736 miles per hour with a top uh, practice session speed. He he's he's a name you got to listen for on Sunday. I mean, clearly he's the defending champion, right? Yeah, and he he's good at these tracks. I mean, I mean even. You know, I remember last year. Last year was the weirdest victory lane ever because I was I was I was in town for Sports Center. I was sitting in victory lane, and and you know, Michael McDowell came in, and and it was kind of like that scene in Cars where, where the bad guy wins. Which Michael McDowell is not a bad guy at all; he's the greatest guy ever. But he's the only one in victory lane. He's like, "Why is the only one cheering? It's me." And and last year in victory lane, nobody it was knows me and who Michael you McDowell. are. Yeah, me and Michael McDowell, no one else. It's because of COVID <laughs> that went by in victory lane. And and in that, if the NASCAR movie, honestly, they were a little bummed that Michael won it instead of some of the superstars. But it was one of the, my all-time favorite Bridger Lanes because he's such a good guy. All he's done is grind his whole career. But he's always been good at these racetracks. You go back and look at his numbers at Talladega and Daytona. All these years with front row motorsports and with, with second-tier teams, he's got a ton of top ten. Way more what we still call restricted plate tracks, even though there's no more restricted plates, but there's still more super speedway top tens than a lot of Hall of Famers because he's just good at these places. He's got a sixth sense for it. So, yeah, to, to, to rule him out, a lot of people are like, oh, one and done and fluke and all that stuff. I'm telling you right now, um, he, will, he will make his presence known with authority at some point on Sunday. Who's the guy we don't know about that we need to be watching out for? Well, you know, if you if you're watching qualifying last night, and you know, not a lot of people talk about Alex Bowman mm-hmm. or talk about William Byron. Those are those other two guys at Hendrick. You know, Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson won the last two championships, but you know, Bowman last night was this what fourth or fifth straight year on the front row for the 500, and so those guys are good. And so, yeah, I keep waiting on them, and they're getting better. If you're really watching, they're getting better, and and I think that. Um, it would behoove you uh, to keep an eye on William Byron and, and, uh, and Alex Bowman both on Sunday. You got it. It is the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of NASCAR, of all stock car racing. Cannot wait for it, man. 
We have Ryan McGee of ESPN with us, and thanks so much for taking some time, man. We really appreciate it. Looking forward to, to uh, reading tomorrow's column and your coverage uh, throughout the weekend. I appreciate it, boys. Have a great weekend. Yes, Thank sir. you. You do the same. All right. So, Eagleville resident Trace Adkins will sing the national anthem, and I'm about to get – I may get cut off when I say who the Grand Marshal is. Because his name is Mud here in the state of Tennessee. Hall of Fame cornerback, Thorpe Award winner, controversial <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner, Charles Woodson. Oh, goodness. Wow. Will be the Grand Marshal. Wow. So, that's, that's interesting. It's right. So, anyway, Daytona 500. Can't believe it's here already. That's when you know it's February. When we come back, let's talk some college football because. Um, there's some questions out there about tampering in the, in the in the portal. Surprise, surprise. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. Cool music there. I like it. David Ubbin, friend of the show, wrote a story 
uh, a couple weeks ago, about well, three weeks ago now, I guess. Has three weeks. Long? Be three weeks tomorrow. Well, this is a different story. This is a story about the transfer portal. His NIL story oh, okay. was last week okay. or earlier this week. Mm-hmm. The first three paragraphs. Standout running back from a group of five program got an unsolicited call from a coach at a Power 5 program. The coach made a promise. Come here and we can make sure you make the most of your name, image, likeness. He put a number on it. $200,000. The problem? This particular running back wasn't one of the more than 1,000 FBS scholarship players who entered into the transfer portal during the past year. So this guy wasn't in the the portal? Not in the portal. So, here we are, and <laughs> and and we've we have heard specifically that a university offered a pretty high ranking quarterback four hundred thousand dollars to change their commitment from one SEC school to another. Now we don't know the validity of that claim, but. Certainly seems to be possible. I mean, that's that's a recruit. But we're talking about guys who are who have a home, who are on a team. <laughs> I, I got a job. Do you want another one making a little more money? Is this way more? complicated than we expected it to be certainly and i don't don't even think that's a i don't even think that's debatable but i I just feel like that's a deal where you've kind of got to go through this stuff it's almost a regression to the norm it's just that things have been so tilted in the other direction for so long that everybody got used to that now, all of a sudden, the pendulum is swinging back really, really hard in favor of the players. And and I think at some point, there will be some things put in place to kind of get it back in the middle. But it's not it's not been in the middle. I mean, don't... Hasn't been in the middle. It, it hasn't been in the middle. People just think it's been in the middle. It's just been tilted toward the schools. Now it's... Really tilted hard toward the athletes, but it's also tilted toward. Well, well, it's tilted toward the schools that are real <laughs> willing to play right in that arena, it, who have already been playing in that arena for a long, long time. Now they can just do it a little less hmm. McDonald's baggy. Here's what I never understood. I mean, let's be honest. Here, here's what I never understood, and and it might be going on, and we just don't know it. I don't know, but reloadable. Gift cards. Yeah. I why, mean, why would you not? Cash is king, but pretty hey. easy for to give somebody. Yeah. Go go buy a gift card at the at the store and dish them out. It, and every now and then somebody just puts a little more on it or whatever. Yeah. I it probably is happening. It it, it has to be happening. <laughs> Because if I could come up with it, surely somebody else could. I don't know. Jeremy Pruitt's still living in 1984 with, with McDonald's, McDonald's bags, bags, so I don't know. I well, mean, well, you saw what happened to him. I, I mean, I, 
Back in the seventies, it was hamburger heaven. How many hamburgers you need this week? Five. One, two, three, four, five. Boom. <laughs> yep. I Boom. mean, now that's hearsay from my dad, who heard it from my granddad, who apparently saw it. Heard <laughs> so, it from a friend who a little little Oreo. Yeah. yeah, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend. But you know, that's the thing is, there's nothing that you can do to even the field. But if you but if you're not in the transfer portal, leave me alone. That's the that's a line. Yeah. That's a line. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. If if I'm not in the portal, don't cross that line. Or if my guy's not in the portal, don't, don't be calling him. Don't call him. And and it it doesn't feel like it has needs to be said, but apparently it does. There are very few lines in college football right now, but that's one of them. Um, and 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 there are going to be some blurred lines for a long time until we can figure out what the NCAA can enforce and what it cannot. Because right now, it, it doesn't feel like they can enforce anything. I right. mean, basically, the Supreme Court said you have no real standing as far when it comes to paying players mm-hmm. and name, image, likeness, and that sort of thing. And... Speaking of name, image, likeness, real quick, um, friend of the show, James out of Cleveland, has a virtual clinic coming up this week. And if I can find the email on it, we've had her on. We have. With um, Sports Mom U. She's got um, – a virtual conference this weekend to help sports families be successful in the new NIL world. Um, first ever virtual name, image, and likeness conference for athletes and their families designed to teach athletes and their families how to be more effective in this new NIL era. You can succeed without the machine. Leveraging the power of community to succeed in the world of NIL will take place on February 19th and 20th. Um, if you want some more information on that, you can find James Etta at Sports Mom U on Twitter. And um, there's that. There you go. She is Sports Mom U is a full service athletic consulting firm, and they work with high school age athletes and above. So, but. Clearly, there's a lot to navigate in this new NIL world, and she's trying to help some folks do that. So, Let's get out of here. Real quick before we do, tomorrow night's a big night for Summit Baseball because they got two Friday night starters at the collegiate level. Um, Chris McElwain will get the ball as Vanderbilt travels to Stillwater for a three-game series with Oklahoma State, and Blake Money will make the start at Alex Box Stadium for LSU against Maine. How about them Spartans? How about them Spartans? That's How about awesome. Chad Kirby? These guys made it in spite of. <laughs> All I can think about is the number nine hole hitter hitting two freaking home runs for Farragut to beat them at the state tournament. Just ugh, with McElrain and, and doing this Craig Kimbrell impression. Sometimes it bees like this. <sighs> That's it for Thursday. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. 
please come back tomorrow same bad time same bad channel it's going to be a lot of fun we've got Teresa walker joining us we've got michelle vopel joining us so again it's going to be a great day so come hang out with us if you missed any part of the show you can find it on your platform of choice for podcasts or just watch it on twitter youtube facebook wherever you get your social media for the hall of famer mo Patton and jp plant the producer i am a chris yow whatever i am <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow